true love these people to sacrifice themselves for the beloved. We have the undeserved gift to have in our family, Sister Claire, whose testimony reveals to us just how the love he shows us in the passion to change our lives. Good Friday, when our Lord died for us, kissing the cross, she knew that Jesus had given his life for her, and that she could not live giving him things, the only thing that she could give him in response to so much love that he had shown for her and his passion was her very life. And when she struggled and she kind of fled from the Lord's call, and took refuge in worldliness, the Lord spoke to her, saying, why do you keep wounding me? We know that there's a mystery of love in the passion of Christ that is capable of transforming our life, changing our life. By this, this evening, throughout the night, we're going to make an effort to, to meditate upon the passion of Christ in the fountain of holiness for saints throughout the history of the church. There's no devotion that we have that is more powerful than the contemplation of the love of Christ and his passion. The easiest way to do so is to think of the Holy Scriptures and to read slowly the passion of Christ. While we're here together, we can recognize one moment in particular that helps us to enter into his passion, which is the agony he suffered in the garden before he was arrested by the temple guards. After singing a hymn, he left the upper room with his disciples and made his way to a place where he, was used, he used to pray, the garden of Gethsemane, which is on the hill looking at the hill of Jerusalem where the, the temple is present. It's kind of like a giant tabernacle where he could look at its place of his father's presence and pray to him in intimacy. He called his three intimate friends with him and began to pray, to suffer, to be, feel anxiety and sadness. I am sad unto death. The words that St. Mark uses to explain the sadness in his heart are words that aren't just a normal, I'm just kind of sad because my dog died. But St. Mark is describing in that moment is an incomparable moral suffering that is literally killing Jesus. I am so sad that I am dying from my sadness. And if we look, if we, if we read three accounts of prayer in the garden, there is very much that we can get out of it, you know, just what Jesus is suffering from us. St. Matthew's Gospel, for example, you see that as Jesus responds to the Father, he says, my Father, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he continues to pray with his face to the ground prostrate before his father. And when he returns to pray to the father, his prayer changes. And 
He doesn't say, if it's possible, let this pass from me. He just says, Father, if this can't pass from me, thy will be done. The mystery of a love that accepts even the highest demands. And the Father made clear what was the path of salvation for all of humanity that would give most glory to God. Despite the suffering that it entails, Jesus said, yes, thy will be done. St. Luke also has certain details that the Gospels do not have. For example, when Jesus sweated blood, and then we get the word agony. And at times you may have heard in our retreats, Father Raphael, or Father Felix, Father Calm, all of the great priests that we've had this past year, speaking of how the gladiators, before they entered into battle, were so tense that the capillaries began to burst and mix with the sweat. And they were splitting blood. Jesus, too, in this moment, and at the point of beginning his combat with the force of evil and the distress, he, too, begins to sweat blood for love of us. But there is a precious detail is that an angel comes to comfort him. People ask, what did the angels say? You know, the comfort Jesus. How's he going to comfort Jesus? Well, we can piously believe that the angel would have spoken of us, would have spoken of me. Don't forget, Lord, for whom you are suffering, the one whom you love, which is me. And in this way, reading and contemplating the Word of God reference to the, the passion of Jesus, we can come to penetrate into this infinite love with a desire to respond to that love and to imitate that love. And that's what we're going to try to do this evening as we have our, our turns of adoration. The Passion is a book that has no end. You can open up the Bible to any page of the Passion of Christ and you'll find fruit for your soul relished, know, imitate. Perhaps a way that we could use this night to meditate is to meditate on the seven steps of Jesus' passion. We already have the sorrowful mysteries, which can also be used, but the seven steps is another way to contemplate Jesus' heart. The seven steps that Jesus took in his passion, from the upper room to, to uh, Gethsemane, he was accompanied still by his disciples. From Gethsemane, rested, chained to the house of Annas, the, the father-in-law of the high priest. From the house of Annas and Caiaphas to the Praetorium, where Pilate comes to meet him for the first time. From Pilate to Herod, from Herod back to Pilate, from Pilate to the cross. In each moment, we can turn to Jesus and ask him, Lord, what do you feel in this moment? Is he anxious? Is he at peace? Is he suffering? What was it in his heart that pushed him to continue to go forward? Nobody forced him. He continued to walk for love of us. Each step is passion. And in this way, we come to know.
last few moments in prayer together, asking the Lord to enlighten our hearts, let us know which moment of the passion he wishes us to contemplate, to accompany him. The garden on the cross, he's purged, he's been insulted. Asking always, as we said earlier in the meditation, to have a more intimate knowledge of Him, to know Him more, to love Him more, to follow Him more personally.